Hi, and welcome back to the Positive Success Show. My name is Dominique Narciso, and I'm a success coach for high achievers living abroad. I help you redefine personal and professional success so that you can create an epic lifestyle with more income, impact, and freedom. So welcome to episode number 56, Just Keep Pivoting. So this is an interview I did with the CEO of The Expat Woman. Her name is Naina Caputi, and she just shares so many gems in terms of reinventing yourself, pivoting your business, creating community, taking care of yourself, like all of these things that you need to do as you're thinking about this next phase of your life. Nina has some great insights, so I hope you have a journal or something to take notes with. Definitely write something down and 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 learn from her, learn from her story. All right, I hope you enjoy the interview. Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to the Positive Success Show. I have a wonderful guest today. Her name is Nina Caputi. She's the founder and CEO of The Expat Woman. So I met Nina just through like literally finding her on the internet. I was looking at opportunities to speak in terms of being an expat, in terms of being living abroad. And, you know, like I really wanted to share my story and I found her website and it was just incredible. I was inspired by the work that she was doing and there was an opportunity to, to do a, a speaking event for Survive, the Survive and Thrive Summit. And I applied to it, Nina, and I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to put my name in the ring. And like at this point, I had only done a few speaking engagements. So I didn't really, I, I just, I really didn't, I didn't know what the output outcome would be. And lo and behold, uh, she she contacted me and we connected and I spoke at her summit. And it's been such an incredible relationship since then, just learning a lot from her life, from her story, from her journey as an entrepreneur, and also just as an awesome human being. Nina, you are a powerhouse of, I just want you to like, shine and like share you know share your story kind of you know what you've done just in the past you know in the past year a lot of people are struggling a lot of people are struggling with you know what is this new norm how do you how do you thrive from it or how do you grow from it and so in your life like how did you like what have you done in in with the expat woman how have you innovated changed pivoted what's your story so thank you so much, Dominique, for having me on the show. And I, I do think it's really cool the way we've connected. <laughs> and that's what I love about the power of the internet. And I think in the last year, a lot of us have been stuck at home. And it has actually in some ways been a blessing. I know a lot of people have suffered. There's been, uh, you know, so much misery and uh, sadness and loss. But there's also, there's been so many connections made because we are at home, we have more time and we've, uh, you know, we've been able to connect globally. So first of all, thank you for also speaking on my, at the ex, uh, the Survive and Thrive Abroad Summit. And I know you were amazing. I heard you speak. So, and now I'm happy to give back by speaking on your podcast. So yes, yeah, so in the last, the last year, as I mentioned, was, has been interesting. It was hard. It had a lot of challenges. For me, the biggest challenge was having to move my in-person events to an online platform. So to give you a little background, the expat woman, one of the main things I did was host events and mostly in-person events because um, it was a, it was one, one was it helped to bring the community together. And now, of course, my community has expanded to a global audience, but the Bay Area has a huge 
uh, international population, the people always coming in and out or coming on vacation. So there were always people coming to my events and I was hosting four to five events a month. And because my audience is so diverse, I was doing events on various topics that my, my audience would ask me to bring experts to speak on. But of course, with the pandemic, this all, you know, all had to stop. And two weeks before the pandemic hit, before San Francisco went to lock, into lockdown, I was doing my annual women, Empowered Women's uh, Summit. And of course, I had to postpone that. I postponed that to, to May thinking, oh, you know, in, in a couple of weeks or months, we'll be, the lockdown will be done and we'll be back. And of course, that didn't happen. So then I had to, of course, change that to an online event. Now, in the, in the process of creating online events, a, a wonderful thing that has happened is I started creating my own online presence. Before that, I, with, with the expat woman, I kind of stayed in the background. I rarely spoke at my events. I maybe would introduce an event and even very often I'd have an MC do that. So maybe it was imposter syndrome. Maybe it was burnout because before I started The Expat Woman, I, I made a documentary film. I featured in my own film. I did a lot of media interviews, uh, you know, to promote my film. After the film was released, I, I spoke at a lot of events where I hosted my film. So it was with The Expat Woman, I felt I needed to be in the background. Uh, and I think as entrepreneurs, we, that, that's not a good idea. So with the last year, I've slowly started creating my presence or my brand online, my personal brand online, it wasn't easy. You know, when I was doing my in-person events and people would film them, I'd say, just cut off the beginning because I don't want to see myself on camera. I don't want to hear myself. So just start when, with the speakers. Don't, don't include me speaking. Or when people would take photographs and say, you know, Naina, come into the photo. I say, no, no, I don't want to be in the photo. I'll ruin the photo. I don't, you know, I don't photograph well. And then after this pandemic, and I was forced to be online and forced to be on video because I, you can no longer hide, right? When you're introducing and you're doing a Zoom thing, everyone sees you online. I slowly got over that, uh, you know, the fear of being seen online, of the, the imposter syndrome in a, in a way where I felt I was not good enough to be, you know, speaking or sharing my expertise. And also I realized it's never a perfect time. You're never, you know, you're never going to lose that 10 pounds or 20 pounds or look younger or get rid of those wrinkles. So just go out there and do it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I've yeah, been able to create this digital online platform. And then the other amazing thing that happened was, and I'm calling them amazing for me, they're really important, was uh, I realized that I, you know, before this, I never spoke in my event because I felt I was not an expert on any particular topic. I was just facilitating events. And even being an expat, I've only lived in one country, I'm in India and now the US. But then I realized my expertise was in hosting events and maybe I could teach other people how to host those events. So I also uh, created the on, an online course, the Digital Event Academy. Before that, I did an online course called Start Yours Bootcamp where I taught entrepreneurs entrepreneurs and mainly expats how to start their own businesses so do these two things came out of the pandemic of course i did the survive and thrive abroad expat summit which was a virtual global summit so i would say it was challenging it still is challenging it's hard my revenue was affected but i i believe that you know when you persist and when you persevere and you're passionate and excited about what you do in the end the results will come and right now, even though the results are slow to come, I still have 
learned so much about myself and I feel I've given a lot of value through what I've done. So that is what's happened to me in the last and that's my, my story of pivoting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's incredible, uh, Naina, because when I see you online and the kind of interactions that you have on the various platforms, I'm like, gosh, like this woman, she's just like everywhere. And I'm like, I'm learning so much from you. And to hear that you just started this this past year, I'm like, I'm in shock because I'm like, no, it seems like you've been doing it for a really long time. And, and I think that goes to say, you know, when you decide to do something and you do it full force and then people see you as the expert, because like just seeing you from afar, like I see you as the expert in like virtual events. Like this is, you know, go to Nina for, <laughs> for that, for that type of, uh, that type of teaching, that type of learning. Um, I'm curious, Nina, in terms of, cause we were both expats. Uh, I'm here in South Korea, you're in the United States. And we've had this, this uh, moment in our lives or many moments in our lives when we'd had to transition and kind of reinvent who we are, what we do, or just kind of like get our bearings and anchor, anchor ourselves in something. So can you share a little bit about what you, um, kind of like how you envisioned the expat woman, like when you first landed in, in the States and kind of like how that came about? Because I think a lot of folks that um, listen to this podcast, you know, they have an idea. They might've been sitting on it for a year or two years or five years. And they're like, you know, I'm just gonna wait until it's the right time. And oftentimes when you're an expat and you're pushed into change, you have to make a decision or it just kind of like nothing happens. So can you just share a little bit about what kind of inspired you to start The Expat Woman? Sure, great question, Dominique. So uh, I came to the US to study film and uh, I wasn't planning to stay here. I came to study, I was in New York, but then I fell in love. Mm-hmm. with uh at that time he was i call him a young man because we were young then and uh, he's a san franciscan native so i moved to the to the bay area and so i often refer to myself as an ac- accidental expat because i never planned to live in the us uh but you know uh, love trumps everything else and uh so i l- moved to san francisco and suddenly from living in new york i was you know in the, a dorm i was with other students it was very vibrant suddenly i was a, a wife my husband's amazing he's very supportive but he he also works in film so he was gone long hours i didn't have a work permit i couldn't work mm-hmm. and the loneliness kicked in you know it was really hard i i didn't have a professional network i didn't have a personal network i didn't have a job and you know i'd wandered the streets of san francisco you know just kind of aimlessly and then i would just apply for everything that came, even though i didn't have a work permit and then i started looking online i i you know there was nothing at that time this was in 2002 so there was not much happening in san francisco you know after a few years it just kind of exploded with the meetups and networking events so I then realized there's nothing for expats, especially professional expats, mm-hmm. uh, middle and higher income, like there were nonprofits for, you know, people who came here who were skilled workers, but for people with degrees, you know, who were looking for more professional jobs, there was no support. Mm-hmm. And so that's when the idea, you know, uh, kind of had that aha moment, like I need to create something for professional expat women. But of course, you know, life happens, you get busy. And I, I also got involved in making a documentary film. When the documentary film was done, it was a film on gender violence in India and among the Indian community in the US and Canada, which took us seven years. I was doing other jobs as well. But when that was done, 
I told my husband, if I don't start the expat woman now, I never will. So I'm going to go ahead and start it. So I started in 2013 on my birthday, which is November 21st. Wow. And uh, initially it was an online, it was going to be a website with online resources. And so I started writing my own blog post. I thought I'd get revenue from advertising, you know, uh, companies that wanted to target the expat population or audience. But then I realized I needed to create community and I needed to find out who my audience was. So I started hosting events and that was when San Francisco was exploding where it was, you know, people were coming in from all over, all the tech companies, you know, had moved in or, or they had started, you know, growing. And so the events just took off and uh, it became the, it became, uh, it grew the community. So I had no network initially when I started zero network and then it grew to 13,000 people you know, which, yeah, and so people would come and go, like there would be people who were visiting San Francisco as tourists who would see about, hear about the event and come to the event. Sometimes we'd have people flying in from other cities because they wanted to work in San Francisco. A lot of tech companies started hosting the events because they focused on diversity and inclusion and belonging, and they wanted to hire either women, women of color, immigrants. So, you know, so it's, the events were not just about expats, but the thing I did was I'd always have expats women on my panel. Mm -hmm. I might have local women, but I always had expats because I wanted other expats in the audience to see them and say, you know, one day I can be that woman sitting on the panel. So, uh, so that's how I created this community and created this, uh, you know, this whole message of empowerment and education. So they were these women were educating other women, they were empowering them. They were giving them hope and then people were connecting with each other. And I was giving them opportunities that they may not have had if they didn't come to my events because it's really hard in the US I've noticed to make connections if you don't know people. It's not like, you know, I don't know what it's like in South Korea because I haven't been there, but I know in, like India and a lot of the Asian countries and African countries and maybe and Latin American people are very friendly. So when you're new to a country, you know, far enough people will go out of their way to you know, make you feel welcome, take you, you know, take you out for a meal. And this was didn't happen in San Francisco. Like when you came to one of the expat women events, you knew you were an, an, at an expat women event because everyone was extra friendly. People were always willing to help. And not just the expats, even the people, the locals, the native one that came to our events, came to our events because they were interested in connecting with the international community because either they'd lived abroad, they were married or had a partner from another country or they had, you know, had worked abroad or traveled abroad. So they understood. So it's this amazing community. And I'm sure you understand as an expat, right? What that is, it just, we're just different because we've moved away. We've taken that chance. We've taken that risk and we're eager to connect with people and learn about the culture. Oh man, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking, Naina, and I'm just like getting goosebumps because I'm like, gosh, like she's so good. It's so good. Like, you know, you saw an opportunity. You're like, I need to create this thing. And then life happened. And, you know, but then you still have this, you have this, um, this calling to, you know, if I don't start it now, and I'm just quoting you, if I don't start it now, then I never will. So I'm just going to start it. Right. So I, and I guess a follow-up question to what you said is, did you, um, were you entrepreneurial before? Like, did you have, did you start any types of businesses before? Or like, did you have that growing up? Or did you just do it? And, you know, when you, when you <laughs> arrived to, you know, the, you, or when you had, when you saw that opportunity? 
I didn't actually I didn't my my dad wanted me to be an engineer or doctor like any typical dad and then he also wanted me to get married so <laughs> you know, I didn't do any I mean I did get married eventually but to a guy that I chose I didn't do the arranged marriage thing I didn't do engineering so I studied science and I worked in a biotech company in India for a while but I know I never thought of being an entrepreneur I think it was when I started making my documentary film you know, as I said, making a film is like running a business because you have to find people to work on your film. You have to raise money. You have to promote your film. You have to use social media. When the film is done, you have to launch it. You have to market it. I think, and I didn't think of it as a business then. I was just following, you know, what other people were doing. There was no one to guide me. But I think that gave me the confidence that when I, and even the expat woman, I kind of, you know, there's a side hustle. I didn't think, oh, this is going to be a business. And then even now people assume it's a nonprofit. It's funny. When you work, because you're, I'm working with in, immigrant women, people just assume that, oh, you know, immigrant women, so it has to be nonprofit. And no, you can, you know, as I, I said, my target audience is middle and higher income professional women, uh, you, because I wanted it to be a business and I wanted to make money. And I saw this as a potential. I was passionate about it. So no, I didn't have any business background. I When I started the expat woman, I did take a few I went for a few classes in San Francisco, you know, just very basic. And then I did another program called the Startup Leadership Program. But I didn't, yeah, it was all, a lot of what I learned was, because there's no, you know, again, when you're an entrepreneur, I could have learned certain things that would have helped me now. And that's why I started the Stardios Bootcamp. But no one had done what I was doing with the expat women, you know, helping international women navigate the U.S. So a lot of it I learned. And you kept, I kept pivoting <laughs> and I'm still pivoting and still learning. And, and that's, that's what I, that's what I love. Like, I love that. I love your spirit. Like even just reading your bio, I'm like, gosh, this woman is a powerhouse. And I'm like, what is driving her? And I, and what I'm hearing um, and, 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 you know, clarify this if, if I'm getting this wrong or not, but um, you just saw a need to create, you just saw your own need in the beginning to like create a community and you're, 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 you understanding that people need other people to thrive and you just created that because it's like, yeah, this is just what you do. Um, and I'm just like, I'm so inspired by that because you're continuing to build that community online. And, you know, I'm sure other people are watching like, Oh, who's this person? What is she doing? How can she help me? Because it is, it is lonely and not just as being an expat. I mean, expat, there's other dimensions of it, but it, it's being, it's lonely doing the thing that you love doing and not finding the people that understand what you're doing, if that makes any sense. It totally makes sense. I mean, even your, you know, your partner, your spouse sometimes doesn't, like my husband sometimes doesn't understand what I'm doing. Like, what? Really? Yeah. You know? So, but you've got to believe in yourself. You have to be, I think you have to be passionate about what you do. And I'm passionate and I get excited. Of course, there's, you know, there's ups and downs and there's some days when you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I just want to get a nine to five job. Or I just don't want to do anything and just, stay in bed you know it's not always easy but I think if you're passionate and you find what you really enjoy and you turn that into a I wouldn't even call it a job because I don't see it as a job I mean sometimes as I said you do get burnt out and you feel like oh, I just am so exhausted but then most days you're excited and and I think it's also about wanting to help and give value even if you're making money right the focus should be how can I solve a problem what, how can I, and then when you hear success stories, like when women come to me and say, hey, I met this recruiter at one of your events and I got hired, or I found my co-founder, I found an investor. You know, those are success stories because yes, they were events, but they, they were events with 
where I had a goal in mind, which was to, you know, help them help make connections. And I love connecting people. And the, so the expat woman is just an extension of that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just an extension of you, like your, your personality and what you love doing. It, it's, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful, like just story and how it's, how it just evolved and how it's continuing to evolve. And so for all the listeners out there, remember, you got to pivot, 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 keep pivoting. <laughs> that's, that's how you grow. Like, I totally, I get it. It's, that's, that's the way that you keep learning and keep growing. Right. Um, so Naina, can you, can you uh, share with us kind of how, how you overcame any sense of self-doubt or, you know, in, you mentioned earlier imposter syndrome uh, to really step into the spotlight, to step into, you know, in front of the camera, to put yourself out there. Cause I think that's like that, that step, it's so, it's so hard for a lot of people because it's like, okay, am I going to do this? Am I not? It's like jumping into, jumping into, you don't know what you're jumping into. Right. right. Yeah. I think it does stem from imposter syndrome because I think most of us don't want to be on camera because we, we, we're worried about what someone else will think. Yep. We're worried about, again, how we look. We feel we're not good enough. I mean, I still suffer from it. For instance, now this clubhouse, you know, the new app, this, I, I, it's still hard for me to jump in. I mean, I'm in the room as a, I'm listening, but I don't have, the, unless I'm doing the room myself, hosting a room, most of the time, if there are a lot of people in the room, I will not raise my hand because I feel I'm not good enough. What if I stutter? What if I stumble? And I know that. So that's one of the, where I'm still, where I'm still holding back. But in many other ways, I just put myself out there. So I started by creating my own. I had a business Instagram page, mm -hmm. but I started, I created a personal Instagram page. So I would say start with one, maybe start with one profile or one platform where you start sharing your own stories. And an interesting thing that I've noticed is every time I put a photograph of myself and I might not look, you know, I might look really not even all made up and you know literally like this not, not disheveled but you know not that perfect <laughs> photograph because who you know we don't have there no there's no professional photographers right now yeah. you know with the lockdown but those photographs where I share my own personal insights get the most likes whether it's Instagram or LinkedIn so I'd say you know people need to start I don't LinkedIn and LinkedIn has changed it's no longer just for job seekers mm -hmm. and recruiters if you if you're if you're an entrepreneur, whatever you are, even a professional in a company, start using LinkedIn and sharing your own personal stories. Yesterday or today, I put a photograph of me. On Sunday, we went to the Golden Gate Bridge, so I took a, I put a photograph of me in front of the bridge and spoke about how I spent time with my family and how so it's so important to take a break from work, even if there's a lockdown. Find places you can visit. That got so many likes and comments and views. So. It's, you know, I didn't have to research. I just showed my own personal, you know, uh, my, my, my personal experience in a way and how it worked for me and my photograph. So I'd say, you know, when, once you do, you start getting more comfortable and you won't, you know, you won't, and again, it's about giving value. If you focus on how can I help somebody else, mm -hmm. how will I inspire someone else? And you, you know, it, it will take away some of the fear that you feel or whatever's holding you back from, being seen online or creating that online pr uh, pr presence. Mm -hmm. oh, I, I love it. It's like you're leading with service. You're leading with value. Right. Like how can right. I add value? And it's not, it's not coming from a place of, you know, like, oh, I want to sell this thing. I want to do this. I do. It's, it's coming from a place of, hey, this is who I am. 
and this is what I do on the weekends to spend time with family because family is important to me. And, and I love that. I saw that picture and I, I think I, I hope I liked it. But I said, I'm like, oh, look at, look at that. Okay, nice no, your homework is to go comment on it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I would actually to, uh, to piggyback on what you said about the not want, wanting to sell. I think that's also really important. I think that's another issue we as women have about selling. Like, you know, we always, because I, you know, you know, I launched the Digital Event Academy and I had to sell. It, it was really hard. So that again comes from imposter syndrome. We feel we're not good enough. We feel we have to just give everything away for free. Yeah. We feel, you know, that we are, especially in the pandemic, we feel that like people have been hit so badly. We shouldn't be charging. We should. So you can still, you could always give scholarships. You could do other things. You could share free content, but don't be afraid of selling because we have, for us to be able to be successful, we need to make money so then we can give more because if you're if you know tomorrow if the expat woman if it collapses I won't be able to give value because then I might have to find a nine to five so yeah. it's important for me to generate revenue so I can continue to do what I do and you know be able to pay myself so I think that's also important selling so you can pay yourself because we deserve salaries too just because you're an entrepreneur mm -hmm. you don't give away stuff for free mm -hmm. so I think that's also part of it not just stepping into the spotlight but also selling mm. you know learning how to sell oh so good i feel like this is i feel like you could just start like you sold me already i'm like everyone <laughs> <laughs> thank you Dominique. i think i think that's like it's so true because i in school like i never learned how to do how i never learned that skill like if you give me a textbook i will learn all of it and i'll get a good grade but in terms of really showing the value and then selling but confidently and like separating yourself from what you're selling and who you are I think that's like, that's the challenge. Cause I, in my own business, I'm, I'm still overcoming that, but it's, it's so good to hear, you know, just from others, like, yeah, it's, it's a hard, it's, it's hard to do, but once you do it, then you just get used to it and you start doing it naturally. And it just comes naturally as long as you're serving and giving value and, and yeah, and just, and just providing as much as you can, like for people to, to grow and learn from you. Oh Absolutely. God. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think everyone, they should include a sale. Everyone should learn how to sell. I tell my kids, when you go to college, take one course, or, you know, one subject in sales, because I think whatever you do, even if you have a job, right, you still have to sell to get a promotion. You have to be able to sell what you did, you know, in your work, in your projects, so your boss promotes you to the next level. So I think selling is really important. And, and yeah, and I didn't, I don't have a sales background either. You know, I studied biotechnology. We didn't learn anything about selling. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You're, it's, you're, you're such a, you're such a gem, uh, Diana. You have so much knowledge. I, like, I could like be interviewing you for like, I don't know, five oh. hours. Maybe on Clubhouse, we'll do that. Just you and me interviewing each other. Uh, so, so can you uh, tell us, you know, you're, you're running, you're running a business, uh, you're online, uh, you have a family, you know, a lot of working, uh, working women, especially like we're, we're juggling a lot of these different things and we have our ambition. What do you do to stay positive when you feel overwhelmed or stressed out or like there's a big challenge or hurdle? I just stay in bed. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Under the blankets now. I, uh, so one thing during the lockdown was hard because it was just like you, I'm sure, you know, we have the kids at home. No, you said your kids go to school. My kids were all home. My husband's home. He, you know, he's a filmmaker, but a lot of the time he's home. So Hard. One of the things I started doing was I realized how important it is to get out of the house and, and alone without any kids or husband and just breathe that fresh air. I'm lucky because I live in a neighborhood where there's some pretty trails. 
So mm-hmm. I would go on these walks. There was a time when I was walking eight miles a day, not all in one go. I would break it up, like you know, maybe two, two to three miles. And that's when I started listening to podcasts, actually, because I was like, I need to walk, but I get bored, you know, even though it's pretty. But if I have something to listen to, then that will keep me going. So I, that's that's something that really helped me is taking walks and then also finding a hobby. So I started gardening. You know, I've never done vegetable gardening in my life, but I started I started doing vegetable gardening in my backyard. So I think that's really important, even if you're very busy, to find something besides your work. One is I think exercise is, is important. And I know in some place, place cases you, there's nowhere to really walk. So even maybe just around in your apartment, if you live in an apartment complex in the, you know, in the compound or, but find, just get out of your apartment. And then I think secondly is finding a hobby. So you, you know, at the end of the day, when you're doing your, you've done your work, but you also have this hobby, like I would wake up every morning and look out of my window at my vegetable garden. Like, how's it growing? I had one zucchini and it was like, you know, giving birth to a baby. I would look at that zucchini growing and like, you know, really like, well, I couldn't wait to, you know, pull it off the uh, stock, but all this, you know, just, I realized how important it was besides my work to also do that. And then you're also nicer to your family, right? Because you're not so stressed. So you're not yelling at everyone. And then I think spending time with your, if you have family, I think playing, you know, we play Scrabble whenever we can and we do things together. So if you live alone, you know, maybe hanging out with friends, but I think that's really important for entrepreneurs, especially to take time to take, and not to feel guilty, you know, not to feel like, oh my gosh, I have all this work, but I'm, I'm feeling really guilty because I'm doing this. I need to get back. I think getting over that guilt, or if you have kids also not feeling guilty that you're neglecting them all the time, because I think it's important for the kids to see how their, you know, their moms or dads are working but also balancing both, so you know, that they work, but they also have time for me, you know, so that I think it's, yeah, it's whatever you do, I think being intentional about what you do and making sure you have time for yourself, self-care and self-compassion are really important. So good. So good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And finally, uh, last question, Uh, what is your definition of success? Good question. So my definition of success would be helping other people to achieve success. So that every time I hear someone's win that has come because of the expat woman, it, it makes me feel immensely proud. And I feel like, okay, I've done something in this world, I've added value, made a difference in someone's life. And then I think finding happiness. I worked in jobs where I was very unhappy mm-hmm. and I was making a lot of money. I had all the perks, but I didn't feel, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I, wa- I just wanted to quit. So mm-hmm. I think finding a job that that you know that uh, brings out the best in you because I think when you really love what you do it will bring out the best in you and you know where you wake up every morning excited to you know to um, do what you have to do for that day even if they're simple tasks but then you know they're leading to something bigger is what success means to me. Love it. (laughs) So great. All right, everybody. This is Naina Kaputi. Naina, how can people get in touch with you, connect with you? Where do you hang out online? So I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn. Instagram, I started, you know, fairly recently and I haven't nurtured it as much as I have, but I do have a, it's uh, at Naina Kaputi. Uh, and my clubhouse is also at Naina Kaputi. And then of course, LinkedIn is Naina Kaputi. I, maybe you'll have the links in the show notes. And then 
of course i'll also sh send share my the link to my website the expertwoman.com i am creating my own website another thing that i'm doing with my personal branding so that's ninakapudi.com and uh yeah, so you can find me through all those various links. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Nina, for being on the show. Uh, it's just been wonderful to chat with you and learn more about what you do and how you serve in the world. Thank you, Dominique. And you're a great uh, podcast uh, interviewer. <laughs> you, know, you have such great energy and you make me feel so spe you know, special. I'm sure you do that with all the guests. So, so oh. appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. All right. Bye for now. So I hope you loved that episode. Definitely send Nina an, an Instagram message, a direct message at Nina Caputi. Let her know what you learned. Uh, just reach out to her. Appreciate her. And also, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to the podcast and also leave a review. You know, I am building this platform and I want to bring more voices, more stories, more inspiration, and more insights for you as you embark on this next chapter of life. Like, you are the folks that are helping me continue. So definitely let me know how I'm doing. Uh, leave a review. Let your friends know about the Positive Success Show. I really appreciate you being a listener, an active listener. Uh, I, I continue to uh, just have so much joy and gratitude uh, in doing this work. So remember everyone to be bold, be positive, and take action every day. I'll see you next week.